0: Thank you for tuning in to The Best Parenting Show on the Internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with The Best Little Parenting Show on the Internet. I'm going to plug these two books real quick. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. And this incredible book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown, that you can get on Amazon and also at postinstitute.com. Um, and we're going to be uh, revising our website soon, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, you know, a lot's changed. In, we've had this the site that we currently have for about five years, and gosh, a lot's changed. A lot of really good changes, and so it's time for our website to reflect more of what what we've been doing and what we've been putting together, and so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I hope you guys are having a good evening Um, I'm just going to continue dovetailing in on all that's been going on in our world this week Um, for those of you guys who've been following along. And hey, Mimi, it's good to see you. I'm finally still. I'm finally home. And good gracious, I'm tired. (laughs) I am really, really tired, like in my bones. So I'm so glad to be home and i'm looking forward to a good night's sleep in my own bed with my own butt dent (laughs) and so um so i just i wanted to talk a little bit uh just reflect on what this week has been like um with regards to you know our what we teach here at the post institute is about um trauma-informed care and um not only do we teach it, but we're walking it out as well as parents and caregivers and friends and family members. And so you guys know that it's been a really, it's been a really big week. Uh, what what we thought was just going to be kind of a real simple week and a simple procedure ended up being a really big deal. And so, um, you know, last night Marley ended up uh, being admitted into the hospital and even that got a little sketchy because the resident on call was not uh, fully thinking about giving full consideration to why she was staying there and made made a bad call and thank goodness I was there. Um, so it's really important. My goodness. I know it's really hard right now with COVID and when you have loved ones who were in the hospital. Um, if you have adult loved ones who are in the hospital, I've been through that this year as well. Um, it's really important, I'm just gonna tell you guys, call those nurses, the nurses, call the charge nurse every shift and make sure that they know about your loved one because they are the ones who have great input on their care and especially if there's anything that's unsettled, if they've not quite cracked the code on what's going on and um, what their mental status is and things like that. If you're, I'm thinking specifically of my dad who is in the geriatric population and, That really needed to happen, and it's really good that I was there uh, with Marley because what the doctor was recommending was, like, way off base, and so it's really good that I was there. So it's been a pretty traumatic week, quite frankly. Um, And I've really, I mean, I experienced it uh, as a mom, but my daughter really is the one who had the massive blows of trauma. And um, so her coping last night in the hospital... Um, was she intentionally made sure she stayed awake, even though she'd been up since that morning, had had surgery um, because of the trauma that occurred in the OR. Um, she said, I don't want to turn my phone off and try to rest because if I just, even if I try to rest my eyes, I'm afraid I'm going to think about that. I'm afraid those memories are going to come back. So, that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? And I know this is, you know, like I'm talking about this very personal thing. And I know we're going to walk it out and we're going to, you know, we're just going to live through it. We're going to live with it. We're going to live through it. We're going to live beyond it. This isn't going to define us. But right now, it's a, you know, it's a big piece of how she's feeling and what her experience is. So we're just taking things at her pace. Hey, Carol. Hey, April. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Amber. It's good to see all you guys. But it certainly makes me think about our kids. Um, I've known a lot of kids who um, they would stay up late intentionally because it's the quiet time. Like when we were operating the group home in Virginia, um, there were... That would happen often where kids would sort of work their way into having their days and nights sort of swapped because the nighttime is really quiet and there's no stress. There's not very many demands. It's just really quiet and really chill. So if you have a kid who does that, you might explore what that's about. You know, you might ask him, you know, what is it about staying up all night that you prefer over... You know being up when the rest of the world is up and it you know it might be just because it's you know a fun time to be on your phone I call it the like the I used to say the 10 to 2 but I think it's now it's more like the 10 to 4 drama hour where um, a lot of our adolescents are on their phones together you know in different forms of social media and there can be a lot of drama but for some it's just because it's quiet it's a very quiet time and they need it just lets you know sort of what their bandwidth is for tolerating all the stimulation that comes at them and i know uh, i used to worry about that with those kids who would have their days and nights swapped i'd get pretty anxious about it but uh, my son in particular he was absolutely at his swapped and uh You know, he's in his 20s and it's not a problem for him now. He gets up, actually he's up every morning at about 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. He's staying with Brian in California. Um, He's working there and is loving it. And so his story is definitely one that lets you know that as long as there is air to breathe, there's hope. So, you know, I just want to, to bring to your awareness how real trauma is. You know, sometimes if we've not ever experienced anything similar to the things that our kids have gone through, it's really hard, it can be hard for us to connect with the intensity of emotion, Um, especially when you think about abuse and neglect, uh, neglect like abandonment, like little babies home by themselves or locked in closets while their parents are you know, doing whatever it is that they're feeling like they need to do or being abused. Um, Gosh, toddlerhood is a massive time when abuse takes place because um, we we just haven't been equipping, we've not been equipping parents very well to be prepared for the mobility of two-year-olds and how much attention they need and how much supervision they need. And so they get into things and as parents, we're so hijacked and stressed out already that, man, that is an opportunity that is such a, it's such a, you see how how that setup is so right there and they're so little and those grownups are so big and when those grownups are angry, the intensity of that anger, just the anger, just the angry words is so huge and scary, much less to be snatched up off your feet and hit or thrown Or a baby crying and somebody trying to make them stop crying by suffocating them. I mean, your kids may have had near-death experiences. It's a big deal. It's a lot. And, you know, you can hear a story about abuse but unless you've experienced something that is that level of threat, it is really hard to comprehend what their brains must have felt like, what their emotions must have felt like, how terrifying it must have been in that moment. You know, I had, um, I've only had one experience that I can really think of, and that was I was, I was in a bank robbery, when we lived in Virginia, and it all happened so fast. But you know, you think about things like, oh, if I was ever, if that ever happened to me, you know what, if it hadn't happened to you, and you're saying, if that ever happened to me, I'd blah, 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 you need to just zip it, because you don't know what you're gonna do until you're really in it. And you don't know what it feels like to have your life threatened unless your life's been threatened. So sometimes we just need to be quiet, and we need to listen to our children and remember Behaviorist communication. So, I am in this bank robbery, and I do think to hide behind a chair, and I pull out my flip phone because that tells you how long ago that was, and I'm trying to dial nine one one, and I am so shook, I can't even remember how to dial nine one one. That's talk about hijacked. Talk about a hijacked brain. There was nothing. There was nothing. I could do except hide and have the thought to try to call 911 but I could not pull it off for the man in the moon. No, I couldn't do it. So tonight's message really, I just want to drive it home. I want to drive it home in a big way that some of our children have been through some incredibly scary things. Not just once, Not just twice, but they have lived and survived through very scary situations. And they need a lot of grace. And they give us a ton of grace because when we flip our lid at them or we're griping about all kinds of things that in the grand scheme of things, they've already experienced life and death situations. And then we're griping about socks on the floor. (laughs) And they, so that's when I tell you they give us grace. They give us so much grace when they forgive us for... Yes, learning how to pick your close-up is important. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just talking about in the grand scheme of things and what they've already lived through. We need to have a huge empathetic heart. And, And from that place, we have to learn how they need to be taught and guided. And it's not, you know, what... What I have always loved about Brian's work, and I remember his very first his very first book. Um, I don't have. I have it in the the closet. I wish I could just pull it out. Um, For all things a season is the title of it. And um, when I I remember when I read it, and I got to write a little testimonial on the back and I said if this parenting thing was just about stickers and stars we'd have this all licked it is much deeper and your children you know we have to get quiet we have to, to put our investigative lenses on so that we can figure out what they need it's not about how we were parented because we're not our parents and our children aren't us so we may borrow from that But we really have to, especially when you're parenting children who come from tough places, children who have experienced abuse and neglect and the profound blueprints that that leaves on their brain. We really have to exercise our empathy muscle and we really have to put effort into learning what they need how we can teach them best and sometimes it's a very slow gradual process because we have to spend so much time focused simply on safety foundational elements of helping them understand that they do have a roof on over their head that there is food that they can eat so we start with food clothing shelter and then we come up to safety and security and until those things are nailed down and they are solid for those kids it's going to be hard for them to function in productivity it's going to be hard for them to respect your directions and your 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 rules and your guidelines and your how you perceive the world and how you think life should be lived so um that's what's so beautiful about both of these books because one they explain to us what is going on at the brain level what trauma does to the brain and the other thing it does is it gives us as parents guidelines for how we can get connected to them differently how can how we can step outside of the paradigm of parenting that most of us experienced and what's out there in the dominant world and we can learn how to love our children in the way that they can feel it so I see a couple of Gail said she's running behind. And thanks. I'm so glad you're here, Gail. Thanks for making it. And Antonia wants to know where Brian is. Uh, I think right this minute. Um, oh to be honest with you, I'm not real sure. But that's okay. Um, because I can give you the generalist. Um, Brian has been super busy um with he's working with family clients. Um, He's running uh, therapeutic foster homes, and he's running a group home all in California. And so he now has about, I think he's got about 60 employees, plus he's doing clinical work himself, and he's also working on some really big projects that are going to be rolled out, I think, in the next year or two that are going to be things, tools that are going to be available for parents all over the globe to be able to to more readily tap into this model of parenting, not just for us as parents, but really for us as humans, because this paradigm—I um, I, have—I have professional practitioners who use this same paradigm as they do coaching at the professional level for business coaching. So they've got like corporate uh corporate clients large corporations and they're teaching them this model so that they can build different kinds of a different kind of relationship with their employees so that they can be more supportive so that they can build longevity because one thing that we know from many employees it's not just money that creates loyalty they are looking for someplace That feels like home. They're looking for some place where they feel valued and appreciated. And part of that is money, but there's also lots of other elements in there too. Fifi Cat. (laughs) It's so good to see you. And thank you for the big Merry Christmas wishes. Is it really going to be next week? I don't even know. I did do some shopping though, so I'm feeling good about that. I'm not even worried. I got my Christmas lights up. I got my shopping done. Um, And I want to tell you guys, it was so cool that when we got home today after such a stressful week, um, this is kind of neat, waiting in our mailbox was some real mail, which is always delightful, isn't it? And one thing in particular was, um, because Marley's birthday was recent, was a birthday card. And the birthday card, um, you guys know Brian was adopted. The birthday card was from Brian's birth brother. And so... um, we have created a really cool family network. And so even though we don't know each other really well, not like we've not spent years and years and years hanging out together, there's just this really deep love and appreciation. We're always lifting each other in prayers. We're always, you know, celebrating each other's anniversaries and birthdays and all of that. And it just felt really cool to have for Marley to get that card. I could just see it all over her face. Uh, thank you, I'm a foster social worker, and I always recommend the Post Institute. Oh, thank you so much for that recommendation. You know, if it wasn't for you all, um, we'd still be just churning and burning. You know, we still grind it out, but um, it's so nice to have more flexibility. It's so nice not to always be, you know, having to just, uh, just be grinding, 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 the way you all send people our way, the way you all follow our message, the way you guys talk about us, the way you guys share our posts, I just want to let you guys know how much we appreciate that, and so I don't know who sent the thousand stars, but oh, thank you. When you guys support us that way, it is actually that specific is, is actually helping us to create some things that are helping us spread this message like our podcasts that we started doing and our youtube channel that we're reviving and some other projects that we've got going on this support level is helping to fund that and so you guys are being you're partnering with us to help spread this message and we really appreciate it and you guys thank you for hanging with me um thank you for your support this week i mean thank you for your support always but this week it is really It's really meant a lot. I've really felt it. Um, And so I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you all. And Carrie, thank you so much. Um, Remember what Brian tells us in any given moment. We have two choices. We can act out of those same blueprints, those same dominant story from the world of stress and fear and overwhelm and not feeling good enough and being scared that someone's going to think our kids aren't good enough and all that fear Or we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. I am gonna go rest with my child. I hope you guys take some time this evening to put aside all the tasks, all the things you might be fussing about in your mind or even out loud. Just set them aside for a little bit. Spend 30 minutes to an hour with your kids. Just in whatever way you do, where they can just feel how much you love them. Let that love shine from your eyes. Let it shine from your heart. Take a chance to have a few laughs, snuggle, play a game, watch a show together. Whatever it is that your family does, just make sure that your babies know how much you love them from the way your heart is positioned. Much love to you guys, and we'll see y'all tomorrow night.